This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Write this down real quick. Unbelief will take on three different forms. Number one, it'll take on the form of not believing God. It'll take on the form of not believing God. You'll get to a place where you just, unbelief is saying, I don't believe God. I'm going to show you what the Holy Spirit is doing in this day and why you got to do greater works. You got to let him work through you to do the greater works. Amen. Secondly, it's not believing. I've told you this before. It's not believing God's word. So I don't believe God, nor do I believe God's word. Now that's when unbelief comes in. That's why we cut up. That's why we gossip and do certain things is because we don't believe there is a there is a, a penalty for it. I don't have a fear of God. God ain't going to do nothing. So uh, that's why I cut up. Come on, somebody. Let's just be real. You cut up because you feel there's no repercussions behind it or repercussions behind it. Amen. If somebody slapped you upside your head every time you said something wrong, you, you start chaining it right. When I was in college, when I was in college years ago, I almost got myself thrown out over this. Amen. <laughs> I didn't know how to act. I, you know, I'm in college, and uh, we were in psychology class. I love psychology. I love psychology one and two, and I was just having a ball. But this day, I didn't have a ball. I mean, I, was, I just thought it was hilarious. And nobody else was laughing but me. <laughs> and I said, we got us a problem. But I just thought it was funny. Amen. And they were showing how a stimuli can change the way people think. And they were using shock to do it. I don't know if y'all went to college and they showed y'all the same. And so they were shocking these people. So they would, these people would do something and they shock. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, God, that's so funny. And I was looking at the reaction of the people. Everybody else was learning. <laughs> And I'm like, this is hilarious. Oh, my God. Could I take this home? Amen. And so I was bagging up all the time. They were getting shot. But every time it was teaching, the, teaching them not to do something. See, and see, you know, God uses the same stimuli. But it's not called shock. It's called love. I'm going to love you into doing right. See, he's, he's not smacking you upside your head. He said, the good, it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Come on, somebody. Say amen to that. And, see, and we thank God for that because, see, a lot of you would have been dead by now. Under the old covenant, you would have been done. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all under the old covenant? You, how many of y'all are thankful you were born in this dispensation? Oh, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Y'all praise God for grace. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. That's you, you grabbing the air four or five times. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, I, I remember that song, not for your, if it wasn't for your grace. Man, I, I'm, I'm like that with God. Thank God that it, this thing don't work on, don't, it's not set upon works now. Somebody say amen. 
So not believing God's word was number two or letter, letter B. And letter C is not believing God's way is the best way. If I don't believe God's way is the best way, I'm walking in a place called unbelief. Now, we already said that conviction is a solid and movable belief based on confidence in God's word. Being so convinced it is the absolute truth. I got to get to the place where God's word is what it says it is. No argument. I, I, I don't have to argue with you. God's words is what it is. See, you're spending time arguing with people you ain't need to argue with. Sometimes you just got to deliver. Oh, this is what the words say, brother. Well, I don't believe it. <laughs> hey, brother. I ain't changing. It is what it says. See, people think, well, you say, well, I don't believe it. Like, you're going to be like, come on, man. No, 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 doc. You got to deal with God with that. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. There's a reckoning day. You know, think about it. Amen. All right. People say, huh? All right. We went through certain scriptures last week. And let's read the one that we went through about Peter, uh, Peter and John. Let's go there to Acts 4 and 19, please. Real quick. And then I'm going to drop you off at two other scriptures. Then they'll leave you home. Let you go home. Amen. Is God good? Y'all getting anything today? Amen. Glory to God. Man, that, I don't know about you. I heard that song, Never Alone. God kept ministering to me, man. I kept saying, God, I got this. And God said, you all right now? I hit you. All right, I'm going to hit you. Come on, you better come on now. Glory to God. Amen. Sometimes you just got to pay attention to what the word is saying. Your convictions, I mean, I don't want to say sometimes, all the time. You got to be convicted that God is right regardless of what you see. Amen. And regardless of what you feel. Somebody say amen. A hundred neighbors say, I know that's right. When Peter and John were thrown in jail for healing a lame man, remember the story we told you? And when not to speak, I got to move on from it, but I got to give it back to set it up where we're going. Teach at all in Jesus' name that they held firmly to the convictions and said, whether it's right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking. Now watch this. Look at this. For we, everybody ready to read that? For we cannot, but we cannot, okay, okay, I don't know what y'all speak. But, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know where y'all went. For, for we cannot but speak the things which we, look at he said. Now watch this, go with me to um, Acts 5. Let's go over one, one uh, chapter, Acts 5, 27. Now watch this. Now he said, they already said, we can't stop speaking. See, they had convictions that God is saying this, and no matter what you tell me, I can't stop. Look what he says. In Acts, let's look at it, put it on the, on the board for me, big board, there it is. Amplified version said this, or oh, we'll just read it from here. And when they had brought them, they said, they set them before, glory to God, that's like being at the movies. <laughs> glory to God. Did y'all see that? It was like being at the movies and like the boy made a joke. He said, well, when he was at the movies, you can only see one side. And then he told his wife, tell me what you see on that side. Okay, y'all didn't get that. Because he was so close. Okay, whatever, whatever. And when they had, okay, let's go. <laughs> Ready, read. I had to back up. Glory to God. And when, and when they had, they and the high priest asked them, next verse, keep going. Saying, 
Now, now watch this. Remember what we just read a chapter over? He said, I just, rem- I just told y'all not to preach that. And here you didn't even listen to what we said. No, because our convictions are to God, not to man. Amen. I got to obey God regardless of what you said. He said, man, we got to throw you in jail. We're going that. Well, you're going to have to do whatever you have to do. But my convictions is this. Remember Daniel, Meshach and Abednego. Remember that? The same thing happened to them. You're going to have to throw us in jail. You put us in the furnace. I don't care. But I can't change what I believe here. See, you can't change just because your family changed. Just because a group of friends changed. Just because the political climate changes. Just, I don't care what your politics is. I was sitting in church. Oh, no, I can't tell it. <laughs> no, nah, because it, it, it identifies, you know. You know I wanted to jump in, don't you? I was listening to a politician. And I was sitting with him. And that word was cutting. But they couldn't receive it. Because their politics says I have to hold this line. And I'm like, Bruh. that's when I went Scooby on him. I'm like, nah. <laughs> glory, glory for his kingdom, his glory, his honor. See, you got to be careful what you get into, because regardless of what you get into, it's always going to be, be, be about his kingdom, his glory, his honor. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Kingdom, glory, honor. Everything is done for that. Watch this real quick because we got to go. Saying, didn't that? So we told you don't preach this, but you're still preaching it. Somebody say, uh oh. Amen. They're still preaching it. Why? Because they base what they believe on conviction. They got to stand before God. Rather, I, I'd rather stand before God rather than stand before you. Amen. You have no heaven or hell put me in. Amen. All right. Turn with me to John 16 real quick. John 16. All right. Remember what I said, the Holy Spirit, you thought he was convicting you of wrong. He's convicting you of unbelief. That's going to and unbelief is a sin. That's 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 the one that gets you. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. What did I say? John 16 and eight real quick, y'all. Come on. Mm. I got to write this down before you go. Man, is God good? Y'all getting anything? Ooh, man, glory. You got to get to a place, and, and write this down. I must get to a place where I believe that Jesus lived. Come on, write it down. I got to get to a place where I believe that Jesus lived, died, and forgave my sins. I got to get to the place where I believe in the finished works of Christ. Amen. I'll say it again. I have to get to the place where I believe that Jesus lived, he died, and forgave our sins. I got to get to that place. And I got to believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm going to be used for. And that's where you have to get that you're going to be used for to bring in the greater works. Because the Holy Spirit is going to use, he's going to work in and through you to minister to other people. 
See, you're not just supposed to come here and, and think all the ministry happens here. No, no, the correction, the, the refining and who you are is being reinstilled in you here, but you're going out. Somebody say amen. You're going out as disciples. You take your blessed God self out and you get on somebody else. Somebody say amen. amen. There's something on you. Glory to God. Amen. Um, mm. I got to ask you a question. Real quick. How many, how many of you I walked past and you smelled me? <laughs> now, now, don't take this wrong way, you know. Hey, there's somewhere I'm going. All right. They know what I'm talking about. You know. Uh, You'd be like, mm, ain't nobody trying to smell you like that. Oh, funk ass thing. No, no, no. Now, my fragrance. When I walk past you, most time you know about fragrance. I done walked into stores and people go, oh, my. Mm. Yeah, that's what I get. You really smell good. I'm a girl. Glory to God. I just smell good. That's all. Glory to God. Amen. But no, no, no. But no, you have, you, that's what people, that's the way that, that aroma should be on you that's on God. That, that God aroma Amen. should be on you. That when you come in the presence, that's where I was going with that. I, you know, I wasn't going nasty or nothing. But uh, I wasn't funky or nothing, you know what I mean? But hey, man, I know you think he's just funky. No, nobody won't smell him. But no, when the aroma of God is all on you, you should be walking past people. And that thing, that, mm, glory to God. Mm. There should be. See. That's what's going to happen when the spirit of God is on you, that you get on people. And see, when you're around people, people just get, that's why people, some people get upset when you come around sometimes because the Holy Spirit is on you and that power of God is on you and they just can't, sin shouldn't really, can I, oh, you ain't going to like this. That spirit, that sin of unbelief should not really sit well with, with someone who doesn't when you're in their presence. Amen. There you go. I was trying to get it out. Does that make sense? So you shouldn't really. This ain't the church. If you're a sinner, this ain't the place where you come to feel comfortable. Man, that was strong, wasn't it? But no, see, you shouldn't. And people say, well, church is supposed to be welcoming. Yeah, we welcoming. We welcome you here. Thank you for coming. Amen. But it ain't about making you feel comfortable. Amen. See, the world, see, if we're not careful, we're so busy trying to win a soul, trying to be like them, rather than God saying, let the aroma I placed on you change them. Somebody say amen. Their life should be better because of you. What are they offering you? They don't have the keys to eternal life. That's why they're searching. Somebody say amen. All right, look at this, John 16 and 8. Look real quick, because i got to give you a few things. Can y'all give me five minutes more? Okay, all right, all right. Ain't going to give me five minutes? Okay, that's all right. I'm fitting the clothes. Lord, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I saw it, I caught it. You ain't going to give me five minutes? I'm going to fit in the clothes. Uh-huh. And you know when I'm fitting the clothes, 
fitting the clothes, man. I got 20 minutes now. I'm just fitting the clothes. <laughs> and then how the preachers do it. I'm fitting the clothes. <laughs> did I tell you I was at a funeral and he did that? He said, I'm fitting the clothes. I'm going to do this in 10 minutes. When he stood up, he said, I got 10 minutes. I'm going to do this in 10 minutes. I'm fitting the clothes. I said, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I did like, I leaned over. I said, we ain't getting out of here. We ain't getting out of here when he said. I said, because he just said fitting. And that automatically. Well, he knew it or not, it spinned it around. Yep. Amen. It just added more time to as soon as he said fitting. I knew it. The crowd was like, nah, where can I go? No, you ain't. <laughs> I'm like, it's a code, y'all. He just said fitting. And didn't he? Didn't he? He went 20 minutes. Didn't he? He went 20 minutes. And I said, hey, I said, hey, praise the Lord. I know how it gets it's good to you. Go on. Go on. It's good to you. And I was like, amen. Because he said fitting. <laughs> amen. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. All right. Look at this. Look at this real quick because I got to give you a few things before you get out of here because I told you about moments and I got to give you those things about moments before you leave because every one of us will run into moments in life. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. Look at this. Of righteousness and of judgment. Next verse. Look what he says. Of sin because they Did you hear what he just said? Of sin of what? Sin. What, did it, what did he say? What was the Holy Spirit's job? To reprove them of sin because they did what? Believe they believe what? Not. On who? Him. On him. So sin, see the sin that we're talking about is the sin of unbelief. Amen. What you're doing, you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Quickly, quickly, watch this next verse. Watch this. Oh, man. You got to get this. And see, you have to understand that. You got to get that. A righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. He's convicted of righteousness because the world have a standard of right, what they think is right. But I'm going to convict you that there's nothing that you can do in your own ability to make you right. You need me to be right. That's what he's telling us. Fourth verse, next verse. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. He said, if Satan is judged, you already know he's judged. He's judged already. Why in the world would you follow someone who's already? Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Write this down. Oh, man. Glory to God. God is an awesome God. I tell you what, before you write this down. Turn with me to Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Let's go there real quick before we go home. Matthew 3 and 17. I'm going to go down the list real quick. I want to show you a few things before you go. Because you're going to have moments in your life. And the moments are defined by what you believe God and whether or not you believe God in certain areas. Somebody say amen. Amen. Write this down real quick before we go home. Is this. How I deal with these moments will determine, listen to me, 
how I deal with these moments will determine my state in life, when it pertains to my marriage, my business, my career, and even in church. I'll say it again. The moments that I have in life will, be de- will determine, the moments I have in life will determine how I'm receiving in life, how I, uh, my state in life, my marriage, my business, my career, my church. Moments, write this down quickly before we go, moments are designed to push you towards God and destiny. You're going to have moments in life, and the whole purpose of those moments are to push you towards God and destiny. It is the enemy's job to try to derail your destiny. He can only do it. Listen to what pastor's going to tell you. He can only derail your destiny by your help. Did you hear what I just said? Satan cannot derail your destiny by himself. He doesn't have that much power. Man, that was good. He doesn't have that much power. The only way he can derail your destiny, you have to assist. You got to help him. That's why he keeps sowing seeds of doubt and unbelief into you, because that's the power that nullifies God's word. Man, that was good. Did you hear what I just said? That's why, that's why unbelief is so powerful. That's why I'm teaching on convictions. See, because preferences lead you to what you, you know, you, what is pleasing. And sometimes you've got to go through the pain to get to the pleasure. Jesus went through the pain to get to the pleasure. He said for the joy that was. So he said, now remember I told you, he set joy before him so he can endure the pain. And the joy, I, I tend to believe, listen to this, <laughs> thank you. I tend to believe that the joy that he set before him was us. Now I could be wrong, but I just think it's us. He saw me. Needing a savior, needing deliverance, needing help, needing joy. He saw me and he said, I'll take this. Do you see what I'm saying? He, you know, the boy wrote a song. He says, you're worth it. Jesus thought you were worth the price. No, you got to get that. You were worth the price. That's why I don't gamble it away. He paid a high price to get you where you are. Oh, man, y'all don't get that. Man, he paid a very high price. He paid with his life. I'm going to tell you as soon as I got to show you a few things before you go. You know, I know I go over, but I, I just get excited. Soon as God tells you who you are, the enemy comes right away to challenge it to see if you don't you believe it. Soon as you do, I want to show you that. Soon as you do, that's why you got to be careful of these moments. Jesus had moments like we did, but he didn't give in. Turn with me to Matthew three seventeen. Glory to God. See, you you got to get this because see. I tell you this, mm, 
Glory to God. <laughs> That's good. Amen. I can't tell you the secret. I want to tell you something before I go. Let me tell you this before I go. Until you locate yourself, you'll never be able to become redeemed. Man was never redeemed until he was able to locate himself. You have to be able to locate yourself to be able to understand that you need or you can receive this Savior. Adam, in the beginning, watch this before I go here. Adam, in the beginning, in John uh, Genesis 3, God goes and talks to Adam. He goes looking for Adam. Now, remember, God is omnipresent, but he asks a question that makes it seem like he's not. But the question was not for God. It was for Adam. Because he needed Adam to answer the question. You need to answer a question today. Why? Because it was a moment. So God comes to Adam. He said, Adam, where art thou? It wasn't for God because God's everywhere anyway. It was for Adam to locate himself. Until you locate yourself, you'll never change. (laughs) That's good. That's why many people still do not serve him because they have not located. He asked, where are you? (laughs) Is God good? Many people don't receive who Jesus is because they misdefine who he is. When you misdefine who he is, you receive according to your understanding and not to his. Follow what I'm saying. Jesus made a statement. I got to go to this verse, though. Jesus made a statement. He said, who do men say that I am? And they all started calling out who he was. But Peter called out. Now, when Peter called out who he was and redefined who Peter was. Oh, did you catch it? It redefined. And you don't get to redefine your life until you know who Jesus is. Did you catch what I just said? So redefinition came in after he got revelation of who Jesus was. If your definition isn't God's definition, it doesn't change you. You're still the same one. Does that make sense? That's why the enemy fights you on who God says you are. Because God is the only one that has the power to define. Does that make sense? All right. You don't know your purpose because your purpose is lost in who he is. And if you never define who he is, you never can understand who you are. And a person who doesn't know his purpose will abuse anything that you don't know the purpose of, you abuse. Remember? And that's why sometimes you're even abusing you. And that's why you abuse others. Man, that's good. All right. But the enemy comes right away to attack you of who God says you are. Look at this. I got to go. You all right? You getting anything? Okay. 
Can I give you four more scriptures and send you home? Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. I ain't fitting the clothes now. <laughs> I got to go. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. I'll define it more so next week. This is my beloved son and whom. Let's go to 8 to 16. Let's go to 16. And then we'll go home. Man, God is good. Amen. Woo, man. Conviction. You're going to be challenged on this word, and you've got to have a strong conviction that God is who he says he is. And whatever he told me I am, I am. If you don't, you're, you, the enemy's going to try to get you into a level of unbelief. At, that If I can get you into unbelief, I can get you into doubting. If, all I need to do is get you into unbelief. I can short-circuit God. That's all I'm trying to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everything else you're doing, listen again. Everything you're doing, you're doing it because you don't believe something. Understand? When you know who you are, you don't have to prove it. Come on, sir. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. Amen. Amen. That was good. Thank you. Thank you for that one. Glory to God. You rolled that out of me. Amen. Does that make sense? When you know who you are, and I'm going to show you that right here. Watch this. And Jesus was, when he was baptized, real quick, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him and saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Next verse, please. 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is. Now, come on, come on. I need you ready to read it because I got going two minutes. This is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. All right. What did he just say? This is my beloved son. And whom I'm well pleased. Who, who is he? Now, who is he? Who is he called in the scripture? Who is he? Come on. Now, come on. All right. Y'all getting better. All right. Who is it? Where was the scripture? Beloved son. He's the what? God said, and a low and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. So if anything, Jesus knew he was the beloved son. Because he heard it. Amen. If God said it, see, God don't speak. God ain't like you. God don't use his words. God, he just doesn't throw his words out there. That's why God don't call things just to call them. Whatever God says what it is, it is. If God said you're the redeemed of the Lord, you have redeemed the Lord. Amen. Nobody can change that. Somebody say amen. amen. If God, I heard a man of God say this. If God even said one day there's three-legged dogs, there would be three-legged dogs. Amen. Whatever God said that it is. Watch this. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Next verse, please. That should be next chapter. Four, one, please. Watch this. Watch this. So what did he say? Before we go, we got to go. Oh, come on now. We get ready to go. Just give me my two. I'm almost out of my minutes. All right. Then was Jesus. Come on, ready to read. Because y'all falling asleep before I go home. Unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Did you see that? Second verse, please. He says this next. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was a hungry. All right. Now watch this. Watch this. Here it come. Here it come. And this way it's going to come to you. 
You notice this, whenever you make that dedication to the Lord, that's when the enemy starts to come in. As soon as you said you'll keep living for him, he was all right with it. It wasn't until you said, no, enough is enough. I'm going to get this thing. And when the tempter came to him, he said, and when he came, now when he came, see, the tempter's going to come to you. That's why, the God, that's why God told you in his words, submit to me and you'll be able to resist him. I don't care what's going on. If you submit to me, according to what James said, that's what James said, 4-7. If you submit to me, submit to God first, then you'll be able to resist the devil. You're trying to resist the devil without submitting to God because you thought it was your ability and not his. Come on now. All right. So you got this. But watch this. You got it. Say, I got this. this. Okay, I'm going to let you go. When the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, stop the madness. The very thing God said that he was, that's the very thing he said. I want you, you. You don't believe it, do you? Do you believe it? Look, he said, if you be the son of God, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. If there was a doubt of unbelief in Jesus, if Jesus didn't believe it, he would did it. Do you see that doing this would have believed, proved that he didn't believe. He didn't have proof to a devil who he is. You too busy trying to prove the glory to God. Stop it, y'all. Stop. Stop trying to prove to somebody else who God says you are. Amen. Next verse. Next verse. Y'all getting anything from there? Jesus said this in in Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, he said, I'm just like you. I've been tempted, but I didn't fall. I didn't have to pull into that. I'm going to show you that for you. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do it, show you that for you. go. But he answered and said, it is written. Look what he said. It is written. Jesus said this. Man should not live by bread alone. Well, you don't know this, but by every word that what? He just told you how to live. He said bread has its natural resources, but the real bread comes from heaven. Oh, man, only me, only me. Do y'all see what I just said? All right. Oh, man. See, that's why you need to eat the real bread. That's why some of y'all look so anemic. Sometimes we're anemic because we ain't eating right. All right, real quick, real quick, we out of time. Next verse, Jesus said this. Keep going, keep going. Then the devil taking him up to the holy city and sitting him on a pinnacle of the temple. And then watch this. Watch this, y'all. He says it again. I got to go. And he said unto him, if thou be the son. There it is again. The same thing. He's trying to hit him. Okay. He, he keeps doing that. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Read this and then we'll go. Okay. I know I'm fitting. Uh, Hebrews 4.15. Here, I'll put my iPad down so I can't pick it up no more. <laughs> Hebrews 4.15. I won't pick it up no more. I'm done. Hebrews 4.15. Y'all ready? Glory to God. Now, through all that, Jesus never falls. But the tempter didn't come until he understood who he was. Not, not until he was told. I mean, it was put in the atmosphere who he was. This is who he is. He's the son of God. Because Jesus already knew. Really, in reality, he knew who he was. Amen. 
<laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Now watch this, because we're, we're going somewhere, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. He did not fall to the, the sin of unbelief. And if he didn't fall, he's telling you, I've been through what you went through. What you're going through, I already know what you feel. You can overcome it. I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Amen. Glory to God. God is an all. The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord.